Okay, welcome to another episode of FTU Life After the Military. I'm your host, Tony Rodriguez, and I'm joined today uh, by two previous guests, uh, some friends, Chris and Alfredo. How you doing? Awesome. What's up, everybody? So we're kind of just talking about stuff, and uh, we're going to see where this conversation goes. There's really no agenda today. Uh, we were talking about um, like top bassists or top guitarists. Um, Alfredo started a list a few weeks ago. Yeah. It evolved into bassists, vocalists, and it was pretty interesting to see our different um, views on music and also the things that we uh, shared in common. So, Alfredo, like you were the brainchild of this, so why don't, why don't you uh, lead us off? Well, I mean, in the beginning, like, you know, we all gathered, and I think one of the commonalities that we had, besides being, like, you know, soldiers and stuff, was was music. You know, Chris, it, I had, you know, punk punk genius, you know, like, I always respected Chris for, like, as a soldier, as a man, but, like, really, like, his knowledge on punk, right? And he And, and I had explained to him that I had a cousin... In shit show El Salvador, man, when I was living at the time, who had the Rocket to Russia LP. And he's like, what? And, and I'm like, yeah, man, that was my exposure. And that's how it started in terms of the punk. But like, he knew that I was always like a metalhead. And I, I enjoyed anything from Maiden, Priest, really a mostly Maiden. And then like, yeah, it evolved into heavier shit, like down the road, like thrash metal. And we would exchange these mental notes. And then A-Rod... You know, I didn't know he, he, he was eclectic into the same realm of music that we were, right? He'd bring up topics like he'd rush, he'd go from Rush to Wasp, Wasp to freaking, yeah. I don't know, some other technical stuff out there. And it was like, I, I think effing around, you know, Tony's like, we're not friends anymore because I criticized Getty Lee's voice. And it's like, obviously, I didn't, I, I'm like, wow, man, so you really like moving pictures and, you know, fly by night and all that. And see? You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, you, can't, you know, it, when I saw Cliff Burton wearing a rush patch on his, like, you know, bell-bottom pants in 84, and nah, I didn't see that. I just saw a picture. I was like, this must be for a reason, you know? And, and there it was. And I started sending lists. I was like, hey, what do you guys think of the top 10 drummers, top 10 guitarists? And, and hearing Chris blows my mind again, sends me rancid bass player. Like, Matt Freeman, you cannot. So the thing, the thing with Matt Freeman that a lot of bass players dig on for, he plays with a pick. Sit down before you fall down, my friends. That's yeah. kind of how I felt about it. Yeah. No, the way how he plays is unreal. But like I said, he gets he gets some hate on from other bass players because he plays with a pick and most like the really 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 fast stuff. Wow. You tried playing that with your finger, like he just no. the dude flies, man. He's on. He plays on a whole nother level. But yeah, Matt Freeman, absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Everyone listening, yeah, right now, hit pause, really. <laughs> go listen to Maxwell Murder from Rancid, the first song from Out Come the Wolves, and it ends with like a 20-second Matt Freeman bass solo that will blow your mind. And when you see him live, he plays for like three minutes of just this run that's unreal. A lot of respect, man. A lot of respect, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, for my part, you know, I, I like doing these uh, sometimes. Um, just so people can talk and have face-to-face, um, because how often do we get to do this stuff? Like, actually speak to each other, but face-to-face, you know, it might be over Zoom, but at least it isn't just, you know, texting each other or mm. sending emojis with a thumbs up or a poop emoji or, you know, something like that. Um, yeah. You know, I want to do, I'm going to do an, ep- uh, an episode here coming up with um, 
Georgie and uh, Eli. Georgie. That'll be interesting. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because we all went to Columbia together, right? And uh, it was an interesting time uh, to be out there with those two guys. And right. now that they're out, you know, right. it, it's pretty sweet just to hear. Like, Georgie's living the life. Like, he's down in Florida, like. He's uh, working remote, so he's like, yeah, this is, this is awesome. I work four days a week. He plans everything for the first four days, and on Friday he has his computer there, but he just hangs out at home. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I like that, that philosophy, you know, like, I think it's refreshing to see my brothers, man. You guys are my brothers, man. You always will be, man, straight up. And uh, it's okay to, like, what is it? not go a million miles an hour all the time and you guys knew how i was i was always hyper and shit i was always like you know yeah don't give this guy any coffee because he's got too much energy so i had no idea what the hell i was going to do when i retired we talked about this stuff in the last podcast a bit at nauseum with 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 a-rod because he was kind enough to come to my humble abode and shit with john and we spoke about it a little bit and really it's like no man you have to have fun this is what we're talking about today. Have fun, right? Music. Yeah. Man, I got to get the bass out, restring it, plug that effer in, maybe take classes one day. I don't know. Like, I do jujitsu three times a week, mostly for mental health, but, like, I, I find it that it's fun, you know? I find it that, that, that it's okay. I'm going back to school, you know, get my degree in psychology, you know? You know, I'd love to see what the hell I learned more about the mind, man. Because, well, shit, I feel like I got 900 of them, bro. You know, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a holistic way, not, not in, a, in, a, in a, you know, whatever other, you know, darkness-filled shit or whatever. But it's, I love it, man. I, I think, you know, it's important to do that. And, and it sounds like Georgie, Georgie right? Like, yeah. he... he it's important to do that, man, and like enjoy these years. You, you know, everybody busted their hump for so long. I kind of quote A Rod often. It's like I don't have to give you an explanation anymore. And I found myself saying that shit not to my wife. That no way, no, 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 not my wife. That's the only human that I can I I, I do give explanations for. But as far as a lot of other, everybody else, you know, um, I I kind of refer to his philosophy, which is beautiful. It's like. I don't really have to tell you why because nobody's asking me to. You have to report, you know what I mean? So it's like, this is it's beautiful, man. Yeah. So for me, it was important to like understand. So before my shoulder injuries, I used to love to swim, right? And I was uh, not very good at the butterfly, but I enjoyed doing it. Because um, if you know how to do it, like it, it's awesome. It's beautiful. Since an actual, somebody who knows how to swim that stroke, they actually, they look like dolphins coming out of the water, right? Wow. I, I never looked like that. I looked like a porpoise, right? Like it, <laughs> If you look like a porpoise, porpoise I looked like a manatee <laughs> trying to, like, breathe. Um, but it was fun, right? And I had, when I was in, I, somebody was arguing with me. It's like, that's not fun. That can't be considered fun. That's exercise. It's like, look, look bro, I don't care if you go home. And, and I told this person, like, I don't care if you go home and bang your head against the wall until you pass out. If you consider that fun then that's the way you have fun. Yeah. I don't care. That's not fun for me. Yeah. I like to swim. It makes me happy, and it's fun. Now, when I would go swim, my, my daughter, she was younger, and she would go, right? And then she would swim around, and then once I was done doing my laps, I'd go over there, and we'd swim, and she'd jump on my back, and I'd be like her seahorse, and we'd, yeah. you know, I'd do laps around the pool with her on my back. All of that was fun. 
And he's like, no, that's impossible. That can't be fun. It's like, Jeez, well, okay, well, I don't know if you understand this. Then this is like the biggest point is, um, yeah. I knew back then and I know even more now is everybody that we worked with in the army was not our friend. No. We were co-workers and we were associates. Uh, there's this one young man who's getting out and uh, he went through, he's still getting out right now. He's doing his internship. He was in a fellowship with, uh, I forgot what organization, but uh, they were explaining to him the difference of being in the military and being out and uh, how when you're out, like you're, you have to show empathy to the people that you work with if you're a manager to your employees. And he was saying, it's like, well, I always do that. I do that now. It's like, I always check on my guys. And they asked him, why do you do that? Mm. It's like, do you do that because you generally care about them? Or you do that because you need them to deploy? You have to make sure they don't have a DUI or they're not beating their wife or mm -hmm. they're paying their bills on time because you need them. Mm -hmm. If you didn't need them for deployment, would you ask them how many people would you generally ask? And he's like, in the company, maybe one. It's like, how many people are in your company? 30. Okay, then maybe it's not the same. Yeah. And they weren't trying to destroy this guy. They were just... But it's a good point. It's... Very it's, good point. And for me, I knew that. I don't hide it. I got in trouble in 2009 and that was the best thing that yeah. ever happened to me um, because it opened my eyes and made me realize, oh, we're not a family. Most of the people that wear the same uniform as I do don't care if I live or die. And that's fine. That's now, so, you know, the whole time down in, you know, being in the 98th, you know, so we're a family, we're a family, we're a family, and this, that, and everything was great. Second I PCS, you know how many people actually, like, tried to stay in touch? Basically, no one. The second I left the island, you know. But what's interesting is everyone I was at drum with before I switched over, We've all, all of those guys, majority of them, we've all stayed in touch and like, but yeah, the uh, the whole like, oh, the Ocho Familia and blah, 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 the second oh, I left, shit. Yeah. I got a whole lot of nothing from most people, so, yeah. See, that's, that's no, so, that's I, no I, way to be, man, I mean, because there's like, it's, but then again, you do realize who end up being your associates and who end up being your brothers. Right. Yeah. Look, I That's haven't it. been the best in communicating with with you guys. I know I haven't. Yeah. You know, and, and and we can come up with a million excuses. But in my heart, I always knew that I could pick up where I left off from the last yeah. time I saw Chris. Yeah. When he came to like my Section Eight housing in Fayetteville and shit, you know, <laughs> trying to play some some a song called Pete Postlewaite. You remember that shit? We were yeah, trying yeah, to I still think, remember. Oh. I remember the drums for it. Now, yeah, you were doing drums, and I was—I don't yeah. know what the hell I was doing. And, and Dominic Fagiano, Ingwie Momstein himself, showed up, and, and then he left, yeah. and like you know, some other solar system. God bless him. But that's the thing, you know. Like, okay, I hit up Derek Riley. I think I don't know six or seven months ago. I, I think it had to do. With, with I was asking him for yeah, some Fredo, advice. Let's use first names here because some people are still in the military. Oh shit! Okay, so, so. I got gotcha. you. First names, gotcha. Derek and and a bunch of other cats. I was like, you know, it, it was it was like picking up where we left off to a degree. But then it's like, you know, he's a busy man, and you know, haven't heard from him since. Well, I made a point as I was leaving, as I was doing my clearing, and I was on my way out. Like I, when Tony was still running when he was a battalion senior med. I went in, and even though I was saying about it, I was like, I want you to know you're one of the very few people I'm taking the time to yeah. track down to make sure I say goodbye to. Because there was only, like, 
even once I left Delta Company, I went up to the the Cap T. I was like yeah. persona non grata, man. Like, dude, I blew out my knees. What do you want? Like, I can't. I'm, I'm, I have to. I have to. I can't fucking walk, or I can't walk. Sorry, Tony. And uh, um, yeah, the second like the second I left the first sergeant, the commander, they uh, they went in there and made sure my ID card no longer got in the building. Like, I was like, all right, your family, as long as we need you. But the second you're gone. Ah, whatever. Family anymore. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. But it is what it is. It's, you know. Yeah. The military is one big machine, man. Like, the second I was gone, there was someone in there to replace me. It's just how it works. It's just That's how it right. works. Yeah, Even man. I was doing, like, my retirement classes, there'd be some lieutenant colonel there be like, hey, we need to hurry up. I have a meeting. Like, dude, you're planning on the rest of your life. The meeting's going to wait. I guarantee you, your replacement's already been picked, and he's just waiting to PCS to come and take the job you're doing now. Like, yeah, one big machine. I mean, if you think all of... The 10th Mountain Division, where I was at when I was retiring at Division Headquarters. You think the whole division is waiting on you because you're that important to run this meeting? Bro, I got some bad news for you. And, yeah, you're going to find out the hard way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's yeah. all right. I mean, it is, yeah. I was having a discussion with one of my coworkers who hadn't been in, in the military, right? With, with two, one who had never been in the military, another one who was a retired lieutenant colonel, right? Um, retired lieutenant colonel likes to remind the soldiers about their oath, right? And remember your oath, remember your oath. That's fine. It's like, you do it, whatever you want. I don't, like, you teach however you want to teach. I don't mention that. And I was talking to the other coworker who had never been in the military. It's like, I was released from that oath. Like the day I retired, that oath is gone. Mm-hmm. It's gone. Mm-hmm. I can do, say whatever I want. It's like, oh, and by the way, this is what a lot of people don't understand. And I find that officers are really um, delusional. They actually think that those words mean a lot to everybody that's in the military. And I told him, and I told the, my coworker, they're just words. They meant nothing to me. The leader, whoever I was working under, had to show me some sort of loyalty, some sort of empathy, something for me to relate to that person and if not I didn't care that oath was just words it's like yeah. no nobody else feels like that it's like I guarantee you if I feel like it there's 8 billion people on this planet somebody else feels that way so I was I was feeling a platoon sergeant slot for a couple months um, when I was still an engineer uh, and the platoon leader we had at the time we were having issues with key control right guys coming up grabbing keys to go down the motor pool and this and that and um, we were both kind of at our wits end about it he was a, he was a I did not like him. That's another conversation. But he was uh, he was like, I have an idea for you. He's like, what we need to do is we need to put a picture of Uncle Sam on the key box. That way guys are going to remember it's their patriotic duty that they need to sign out the keys. I was like, that's not going to work. They won't care. He's like, what do you suggest? I was like, we put some boobs on there because they're going to remember they need to come on out. They get to look at the boobs when they sign the keys out. He's like, they're not like that. I was like, yes, they're 100%. Have you not seen their rooms and rooms? That's 100% what they're like. Put some boobs up there. They will remember they need to sign the key out because they get to look at some boobs. Well, it's their patriotic duty. Whatever, dude. Whatever. Trust me. They're going to be more interested in seeing a, a nice pair of boobs than they will Uncle Sam. Bet. Just saying. That just brings up another thing, man. It, you guys have stirred up some really good things within my psyche, man. Like um, <laughs> People think it's about old glory that hangs you know, in thousands of places in this country. And it's not about that. It's about the person next to you. Yeah. You know. And, and all of us have been in, in, in hairy shit. 
and it wasn't about politics or about you know the oath or any of these things to a degree maybe I don't know but I, I think it's about you know taking care of your fellow brothers next to you yeah. and sisters right yep. and that's it that's it the rest is just I mean Eric Bana said it best in the end of Black Hawk Down on that speech I loved it man and it's true I, I mean yeah um, yeah, I have to concur with you guys twenty four seven. I gotta admit, I don't watch any military movies unless it's uh, John Rambo or uh, Chuck Norris. <laughs> yes. <laughs> good, good, good. Very good. Yeah. Fair enough. You mean Fair Delta enough. Force One when he's like, "This is a hand grenade with uh, Lee Marvin." Yeah, of course. Of course. Oh, the mo- is that the one where he had the motorcycle with the rockets on it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Classic. Classic. They slow the the airplane down so you can climb up on the rope. Yeah. And it has the knots so he can use, put his feet on there, but he's Chuck Norris. He's not using his feet. He's not he's using the no knots. Punk. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, all upper body, all the way on up. That's it. Colonel, it's the major. <laughs> yeah. You know? Okay, American Ninja 1, 2, and 3, that dude. Yeah. Amazing. Hell yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, to get back to the original topic, you know, yes. straight off, it's like, Geddy Lee's voice is oh, awesome. Okay, here we go. It's like, uh, everybody, I hear everybody's like, one, I get it. They're classified as prog rock, right? Yep. But if they were so nerdy and so, like, out there, then why is it that, like, yeah. all these major groups in heavy metal or hard rock, like, I'm a Brush fan. I'm a Brush fan. So, I can, musically, uh, I can absolutely respect it because all three of them are just... Phenomenal musicians. I mean, they play at a level that I know I could never. I, I there's one reason why I never try to learn a Rush song is because I couldn't. I can't play like Alec License. Licensing. Yeah, I can't play like that, dude. I'm not even gonna try. But it's the same thing with like Led Zeppelin. I can go. I can. I appreciate their level of skill. That doesn't mean I like them. And Geddy Lee's voice to me, it's too high pitched and too nasally and too twangy, and I just. I can't get behind it. My oldest brother played a lot of Rush when I was growing up. I heard, learned about the trees and the working man and all the, you name it. And like, I got it. I got it. It just, it doesn't, his, his, his voice, man, it's, it's too high pitched. It's too. No, no, I, I get it. But like, I, I hear that about like, you know, wow. It, it's always about his voice. It's like, how many people are using this uh, auto tune bull crap? Oh, oh, I hate that too. Very good point. Yeah, you know, like oh, Geddy Lee is not out there using auto tune. It's like this is my voice. It's like yeah. I've been singing like this since Analog, the early seventies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he I owns it. Like he doesn't it. try to sound like anything else. I'll give him that. But yeah, it's and plus, if you've ever seen Geddy Lee on stage, that dude is like a one man band. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. probably with all the keyboards and the bit. Ba- yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, <laughs> and singing, and then okay, here's a here's a spot where I just have to play the bass. So let me run over to the center so I can rock out with Alex. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay, now i got to hit the pedals again and get back on the the, um, the keyboard, so yeah. let me run back over there. That's right. No, I said Rush, their, their talent level, man, is is astronomical. I'm not taking away from that. I'm just saying it's yeah. really for me. Yeah, I mean, it's girl repellent, is what my wife told me. Girl repellent. I'm yeah. like, but I tried selling the same stuff that A-Rod's not selling, but he's bringing to the surface. Well, can you appreciate the music? Can you appreciate the music, the, the arrangements? You know, Jerry Garcia said it best, and I'm not a huge Deadhead fan, right? I don't consider myself a Deadhead fan, but 
It's what you contribute to the song. It's not like one, and that's the thing with Rush. It's like they all contribute to the song in a way in which it's, wow, the sharper image. Y'all remember that store, the sharper yeah. image and shit? Oh, yeah. When yeah. you went in, everything was futuristic, man. Because they were, they were so damn talented that they were like, like again, like another so, solar system. So to your wife, I understand what she's saying. But if you go to a Rush, uh, to, if you ever went to a Rush um, concert, that was a good, you know, no hard, hard rock concert are you going to have 50-50. Um, but it was probably yeah. like one third or two thirds, right? One third okay. women, two thirds yeah. guys. Oh, right on. Um, I'm sure it's going to like a I'm not theater. going to a goddamn Adele concert. I don't no. want to listen to any of her. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Notice how now that she lost all the weight, she doesn't want to sing about anything. <laughs> That's a very good point. She made millions of dollars when she was overweight That's because she was all sad and everybody could relate to her. No, nope. I don't have time for all that nonsense. I'm going to go yeah. live my life. That's funny. I didn't think about that. That's a very good point. Yeah, go, going good. back to Rush though for once, it'd be like a, like Dream Theater. Like I can hear them and be like, "That's I." What they're playing, I I have no idea how you do that, but it ain't for me. I just, I've been trying to play uh, learn uh, closer to the heart for about fifteen months now. I can barely make it through the intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and not at the and not at the right speed. I don't know quick. how he stretches his fingers the way he does. I don't either. Yeah, it's like um, when I first started learning to play guitar, there were a couple other guys, and I remember one of the dudes um, got the intro to Spirit of Radio down. And I had heard enough times, like, it, it can't be that hard. And then he, he, like, he had his guitar and he played it. I was like, yep, that's way harder than what I thought it was going to be. I can't move my fingers that fast. Nope. Not. Yeah. Uh-uh. Nope. No. So. Yeah. I'll stick to really boring drummers like Phil Rudd. From ACDC. ACDC? One beat, every song? Yeah, but I mean, still, I think that takes some talent because imagine the monotony of not changing your shit when you want to change your shit. But Malcolm yeah. and Angus are saying, I'm going to stay where we tell you to stay, mate, and so I'm going to get fired here. <laughs> or it's going to be... And then Brian Johnson. Let me, let me invoke a memory real quick, okay? Yeah, Working right. at Guitar Center in one of my 14 jobs before I enlisted in the Army. Yeah, I had 14 jobs, bro. What a, what a, in my fat, my longest one was a, a chicken restaurant called Kukuru, man. If they forget Chick fil A, Kukuru, all right? That's where it's at. But they and, weren't, they, but yeah. Kukuru went out of business because they cuckooed the hell out of fucking the world. Anyway, <laughs> it, this, this is insane, man. I'm working in Guitar Center, right? In the back, like, obviously, I can't sell shit, dude. I'm too loud. I'm too loud. So I'm counting stuff, right? I'm counting stuff. I'm, I'm uh, inventory or whatever. There's a dude there, and we talk about ACDs, and he says, the analogy he uses on why Brian Johnson sings the way he sings is that think of Brian Johnson having dysentery and then somebody shoving a hot pole up his ass and then taking it out. And then basically, you know, you get for forevermore, right? Because when Brian Johnson came in 1980 after Bon Scott died yeah, in 79 yeah. or 8 or whatever, it's a huge shift. The music's there, but the, yeah. the, the personalities change because... I always thought Bon Scott was sort of um, a punk, like, version of Robert Plant, so to speak, right? Because he had this swagger, maybe Jim Morrison-ish, but like, yeah, yes. I'm from Australia, down under, I do what I want, um, kind of vibe. And then Brian Johnson shows up, and he's got that, and I'm like, yeah, I could, sure, you know? And I love ACDC, and a lot of people are like, oh, they every song is the same, every song is the same. I'm like, not really. 
Oh, really? Shoot the Thrill turns into some really interesting melodic things there where it's like really like low key and kind of like, you know, bluesy. Like, oh, okay, okay, right on. Mm-hmm. But then they'll say, no, it sounds the same. I'm like, whatever. That's the same with people like every song from the Ramones is the same. It's not. Sure, sure. I, I love the Ramones. All their songs are what? One to two minutes. One it's to like two minutes. That, yeah. You can yeah. listen to a whole catalog in like an hour. Yeah, <laughs> unless you can. Maybe Pet Cemetery has a little bit of a uh, an allure to kind of like, you know, less being the same, I guess, or whatever. It's like, but whatever. I, I see. Yeah, but Rush, Getty Lee. Sales. So, but, you know, so for me, you know, you know, I like to run, so I like stuff that's going to yeah. get me to sing along, right, when I'm running. Yeah. And so AC, ACDC's on there. Um, for me, I like the brothers, right? When we put together our list of oh, guitarists, yeah. it's, you can't have one with the, with, without the other. It's like as, they're both together. Yeah. As a rhythm guitar player, you know, because I never wanted to be a lead player, I, I love riffs and rhythm. Like Malcolm is so underrated, never got oh, the respect he should have, like... He, I mean, that dude could just hold it and held it so well, and just stayed in the pocket, like no glory, no anything. I'll just stand next to him, yeah. stack oh, yeah. marshals and D- yeah. drum. But like that man, his hands, like just the way his, like phenomenal. Malcolm mm-hmm. should have gotten a lot more love before he, he passed away. Yeah. I like that. Uh, you know, Angus got the glory because he was always running around on yeah. stage, and you know, he said he did that because. He put on the, the little boy costume early in their career, and he figured, hey, I better keep moving or somebody's going to throw a bottle at me and hit me in the head, right, for dressing up like this. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. But Malcolm had that same energy, but he was just like, his feet were like anchored into the stage, so he just, he looked like he was a rocket that was yep, about to launch off and just locked like into the ground. Head right, stretch guitar, man. Like, just putting it down. In fact, you guys, it's amazing we're talking about this because I was, play, I said Alexa played DT from ACDC. Which is just an instrumental piece from Who Made Who, right? It's like a minute thirty seconds, no vocals. It's just it's such a powerful, like, and that's all that's all Malcolm really because yeah. of that rhythm section, and then Cliff Williams on the bass just holding it down, and Angus would say, yeah, he's great bass player because he's always dodging all the bottles and things. <laughs> and things. You, I, he says that in Let There Be Rock in that documentary they made a long time ago. Well, they, a, a lot of people, you know, with bass players, you get guys that just follow the guitar lines or whatever, you know, and just, you know, basically match that. And you get other guys like that who just can hold the thing, like um, Michael Anthony from Van Halen. Oh, yeah. Amazing bass player. Yeah. Nothing fancy, yeah. but does everything yeah. the song needs and just is the glue when everyone else doing everything else. And his, his backup vocals, like... Michael Anthony. Solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Nothing no, fancy, know, nothing agree, flashy, yeah. no bass solos, but everything he played was exactly what the song needed and just kept it going. Not following Eddie, to the song. just holding it yeah. down. And great, man. Great. Amazing. Michael Anthony, phenomenal. So for me, player. over the last few years, I really started listening to uh, Lemmy. Motorhead. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. So I like that. I like their cover. the cover that he did of... Uh, Heroes. It? Yeah, Heroes from uh, Bob Dylan. You know, he changed some of the lyrics around. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's really good. I didn't know Bob Dylan did that one. I thought it was... Uh, David Bowie. David, David Bowie. Bowie. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Fun, fun Lemmy fact. Mama, I'm Coming Home from Ozzy Osbourne. That ballad that was from No More Tears and I come out 91-ish. Yeah, Lemmy wrote that. Yeah. He wrote it? Yeah. yeah. Wow. He wrote that for Ozzy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, that's right. I, I think in the credits it says that. You're right, brother. Yeah, I just completely forgot. Everybody forgets about these little things. Yeah. Well, that brings up Randy Rose, an yeah. unsung guitar god 
In no, my no, he's opinion. in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame now. I mean, he's he's he's, he's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, is. or is he? Yeah. Okay. He is. Yep. We're right on. But yeah. him, Randy not, Rose, not is Ozzy, and Zach Wilde tried doing it, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, so many good musicians. No, out Randy there. Rose is phenomenal. That was another like when I you know was really starting to get into heavy music in the late '80s, mid to late '80s. Yeah, that was one of the ones. Was like, oh, Blizzard of Oz. You need to hear it and listen to Brandy, and it's gonna blow your mind. And I hadn't started playing guitar yet, but I was like, I don't know who this dude is, but that's insane. Whatever it is he's doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. Wow. The metal. I'm gonna be 50 in like six minutes and shit, right? I'm be 46 in November. I always say four minutes or whatever. Oh, I dude, I turned 46 coming up on Friday, man. God bless you, man. Hell so. yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm already 49, so. There you go. See? Uh, and he still has the metal in the DNA. It's like, yeah, when are you going to give that up? When are you going to give that? Never. Not going to do it, man. Not going to yeah. do it. Like said, what about your so children? We're both, 40, we're both 45. For everyone listening at home, Alfredo's currently wearing an Iron Maiden t-shirt. And me at 45 years old, I'm currently wearing a GBH t-shirt. If you don't know who GBH is, you need to get on, on some classic English street punk. It's just, it's a great era, man. It's a great era because it's like in the mosh pit in 97, I'm in the pit. Now I'm the, I'm the old guy outside of the pit. I okay, want to get my head bashed in, sure, whatever. But I'm like, you can't just stop. You know what I mean? I can't just get bored of Green Hell from the Misfits. I no. can't get bored of, well, I don't know, War Ensemble, depending on how much, you know, indigestion is going on in my stomach, you know, seasoning the <laughs> obese, you know, right? Like... That's not even for me. That's from Milano, from MOD and SOD. He came up with that. I'm not gonna. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's 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 if that band you sent me the other day, which is oh, pretty genius. I mean, the Mr. Bungle. That not that one. The one before, the newer one. That's like a comprise. Like sounds like Brujeria, Brujeria, and Napalm Death. Oh snap, crackle. Ball. Yeah, there he is. He's A Rod showing me Blackie Lawless, man. Like I don't know if you can see this, Chris. Oh yeah, look at that. That's awesome. Blackie Lawless. Bro. Yeah, man. Blackie a little, little wasp action. Now I need to go back. I don't remember. I don't remember what it was I sent you, Alfredo. I got to go back and look. Yeah, I flew out to Reno and uh, drew. No, that was that was that was Mr. Bungle. That was Mr. Bungle. Mr. Bungle. Okay. Yeah. I got so you. the, the yeah. Ra- Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny is the name of the album, oh, and it's phenomenal. Which a great album name, by the way. Top that one. Mike Patton and, and company. Yeah. So it's Mike Patton, Scotty, and. From Anthrax, Dave Lombardo, obviously everyone knows who Mr. Lombardo Bungle, is. like the Mr. Bungle, Chris? Yeah. Yeah. The, but like the Bungle before Faith No More, it's the same Bungle. Yeah. So it's the same so it's Mike Patton and Trey. Mike obviously singing Trey's I don't know how to pronounce his last name. It starts with an S. I'm not even gonna try to pronounce it. I gotcha. So it's the two of them, they've been the two constants. And every single album they've done has sounded like nothing from whatever they've done before. So when they put this album together, I guess they just wanted to do like an early eighties thrash record. So why not get oh, Scotty wow. in to play rhythm, and why not get Dave friggin' Lombardo? Well, Lombardo does stuff with Patton anyways. He's in Phantom Mouse and... Uh, Phantom Mouse, yeah. Apocalyptico. There's another band he does with Patton. So, I mean, they're old buds, and I mean, it sounds... It's the best thrash record from 1984. That's, you know, like, it's just... But yeah, I dig uh, it. I dig it. And how do you top the name the Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny? Like that's like the best album name I've heard in I, I dig it. I like it. Time. I like it better than those morons from Sonic Youth when they came up the jet the jet set rat star and no star or some bullshit. Yeah. I'm like, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, there can only be one Beck and you people aren't it. Beck, man, Beck. You know? Yeah. 
Beck makes no damn sense in this conversation. I know he doesn't. He doesn't. But, Came out of nowhere, but that's all but right. Think about it. It's like it's like um, what's that one song? Jesus, uh, it, it's uh, "Pay No Mind." Like the, the lyrics are so depraved because he's yeah. like, "Tonight the sewer, the the city is overloaded" or some shit. And, and, and it's like, I don't know, it's just so stupid, and, but it's like funny, right? To me, anyway, I don't know. I have to switch it up. It can't be Napalm Death 24-7. So yeah. I, I like different types of music because, uh, so for me, right, with my granddaughter, you know, I try to tell her, ask her if she's going to go to college, right? Well, she's eight, you know, nine. She's like, eh, I don't want, I don't, she doesn't want to go to school now, right? Yeah. Um, I tell her, well, you don't want to go to like Alabama, like your your aunt, she's there, she's going to graduate. It's like, no, it's like, okay, so you want to be a loser? Here, let's play the, your, your theme song then. And we'll play Loser from Beck. Here, listen, <laughs> listen to this, because this is where life's going, loser. It's like, ah, I'll be a champion. So then we play Queen, right? Oh, there you go, nice. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you'll be a champion then. Yeah. You don't go to college, you're going to be a loser. It's like, yeah. All right, I'll be a champion. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. That's wow. funny. I love it, man. In the times <laughs> of chimpanzees, we were monkeys, man. Yeah. You know what's funny is he made that song to prove how terrible of a rapper he was, like he and it ended up becoming a hit. Like Yeah, I I, I agree. I agree. It's nineteen ninety four, you're struggling, man. If you ain't Nirvana yeah. or any of these other bands from Seattle, right, with the grunge situation, which I sort of have a love hate relationship with because I mean I respect mostly Allison Change because they had that, they had the balls to tour in the Clash of Titans tour, opening up for those gigantic, you know, Testament, Anthrax, Megadeth, Slayer. Slayer. Yeah. That's the classic, uh, you know, Clash of the Titans. And there they, there they are. And he's like, and then like, you know, just everybody's throwing, you know, whoppers and fries at them, you know, and milkshakes, but they're still going at it. And I, I, I respected Alice in Chains, you know, I did. Dirt is a phenomenal album. Like yeah, and then uh, Sap, the four song EP they did between Faceless and Dirt, just four acoustic songs, fin- like phenomenal. It's so Sap good. is something else, man. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So for me, I gotta admit, I hate Eddie Vedder. If I ever meet that dude, I'm gonna punch <laughs> him in the face. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And the reason why the reason why is he always wanted to go on his crusades of yeah. I'm gonna fight Ticketmaster. I don't. So know, we're not going to use. Believe you though, we're right? not going to use any stadiums that are you know work with Ticketmaster. So there's that one year for um, Vitology, right? Yeah, was that like 90, 95 ish? Ninety, yeah, ninety five. Yeah. Okay. Like, in order to see them, I was going to have to drive like two and a half hours away. Right. It's like okay, I'll do it. And then all of a sudden, well, you know, the dates don't work out. So they change the date three times. Well, I'm working. How am I supposed to like? Yeah. Real. Like it's hard enough just. To get one day off to go drive yeah, sure. two and a half hours sure, out, sure. see your show for two hours, and drive another two and a half hours back. back. Yeah, and that's after you're waiting to get out of the parking lot that takes yeah. an hour to get out of. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, I, oh god. And then so I finally give them. All right. Took about 15 years. Give you guys a a, a second chance. Drove down to South Carolina because they weren't going to play in North Carolina, so drove down to um what's uh to Columbia. Saw them down there, right? Okay. Then uh, I think it was I think it was when we came back from Peru, or maybe Guyana. They were gonna mm. play up here. That's when North Carolina had their um, that bill about the the restrooms where you had to use the restroom oh, yeah. according to your yep, yep. biological sex or whatever, right? So Pearl Jam said two days before the concert, 
we're not coming. We cancel it. We're going to refund your tickets because we're protesting North Carolina. It's like, you know what better? If I ever find you, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> I don't blame him because I think, like, um, he... I seem to recognize your breath. I mean, I, I just, I, whatever, man. You're trying, you're trying too hard to be too organic. I don't know if that makes sense, Chris, but that makes sense, yeah. I, I didn't have a problem with Jeremy. I didn't have a problem with like even float, whatever, man. But like, it's like you can tell when people are trying too hard. You know, you I go. think that you're too too authentic. You know, Mother Love Bone, I respected more before Pearl Jam. Well, if you remember the authentic thing, that goes back. You you probably remember the conversation that old Gene and I had when he was defending Total Chaos, and I was like, "They try too hard. They're crap." Because oh yes, 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 I do remember. Yes, yeah, Gene, Google Gene. Yes, yeah, Yeah. he's a big California punk guy. No effects, MXPX, and all this other stuff. Right? Yeah, and Total Chaos was. They're hot garbage. I remember you told me. Yeah. yeah, and it's like this is this is yeah. But anybody, they're, try, they're trying too hard. The face. They're trying too hard. People yeah, used to like, say that he was a, an SF guy. Is that true? Was that no, no. It's a stupid <laughs> urban legend, right? No, 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 no. So Matt Everman, who was in Nirvana, Soundboard. played played on Bleach. Actually, paid for Bleach to be recorded. Was kicked out of Nirvana. Joined Soundgarden to play bass. Was kicked out of Soundgarden. He then joined the Army. He went to did RASP. Went to Second Ranger Battalion. And then switched over and finished his the rest of his career until he retired. That's the SF that's team. the gentleman who was an SF. Yeah, but yeah, Not so better. He, better he played, no, no. But you can I look him up. He's been interviewed by like the New York Times. He has a TED talk. Like he's got all sorts of stuff. But yeah, right on, but, yeah. Man. Jason right on. Ever, Everman. Yep. But wow. yeah, better, better, better. He's always like running his mouth of like how he used to have to work these gigs and pull security or like work the door and. The metal bands in the 80s were in there, and he hated them, and he was so disgusted. It's like, dude, do you even, like, play any music anymore? It's like, who, go back to wherever that, go back to wherever your cave you, you came out of. Montana. Just, just do Look, whatever the hell it is. Let, let's be 100% honest. If you could have been a rock star in 1988, we'd all go back to 1988 and be a rock star. Like, that was, that was. I, I would, Chris. I would, yes. You know I how, would. like, but, Hate Poison, what a crap band. But the life those guys had for, like, that five years. Yeah, man, be twenty four and do that. Absolutely. I, I yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I think I have to. Yeah, I don't know about trying to be all glam and shit. I think I would have been. <laughs> I, I don't know, bro. I mean, the, especially me being fucking brown like a burrito and hairy as a motherfucker. <laughs> it wouldn't have worked. You would have been what's his name? The guitarist from Qui- uh, Quiet Riot. The guitarist or the bass player? Because Rudy Sarzo. Sarzo. Well, Rudy Sarzo. I don't know if you yeah. can pull Rudy Sarzo, but you could pull the the what's his name? The guitar player Carlos. Whatever. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was pretty solid too, man. Yeah. And um, then uh, the drummer, Frank. Yeah. Well, that's not true because I guess I could pass for like really dark Italian or whatever and shit. Because <laughs> Vinny Vincent's invasion and shit in the back. You know what I mean? Hairy as fuck. You know, with like just big ass dairy curls and shit. Maybe you know, but really, I don't know, man. I don't. know. I I think I would have enjoyed. I would have enjoyed Tesla, man. Why not be from a band like in the middle of Oklahoma, in the middle of nowhere, in short Nebraska? I don't know where they were Texarkana. from. Texarkana. Texarkana, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Hell yeah. You know, why not? Tesla. <laughs> They're on my playlist when I run it. I bet. You like Tesla? Yeah, and then they, they actually mentioned that from a, that they're a band from Texarkana. Well, I, I have a confession to make. You know, I bought Stripers um, in the name of God or something back in 87. 
Oh, what was that? No, it was uh, To Hell with the Devil. In God We Trust. To Hell with the Devil? No, no, In God We Trust. In God We Trust is the tape that I had um, from Walgreens. And it's (laughs) like, I I didn't know shit. I was like, this sounds cool. This went from whatever, you know. But now they have the last laugh because they're still like, you know, you look at Vince Neil. Vince Neil, you can't recognize what the fuck Vince Neil looks like, bro. You know, and Mick Mars, God rest, he's not dead yet, but like, bro. I mean, yeah, but there's a difference. Mick Mars has, has like a degenerative disease. Yes. He does. Vince Neil chose to look like that. Cho- you're, yes, right. He did. you're right. You're right. Absolutely. That's a lot of years of living really hard, man. It's going to catch up. I to like when this tour, stadium tour was coming up. It's like, yeah, I'm getting in shape. I'm using this machine oh, that like uh, shocks my muscles. Oh, Jesus. So it's like doing like a thousand push ups a day. So you'd rather like shock yourself than like cut back on your drinking yeah. and watch what you eat. No, what no, are we doing yeah, here? Yeah. It's, it's a technique. It's one way to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, with uh, top 10 singers, Vince Neil would not be on that list, by the way. Just throwing that out there. The I'm top not... 10 singers? No Vince Neil. No Vince Neil? No Vince Neil. Did I put him on my list? You put him on no, your list? No, I'm just saying general. In general. No, I get yeah. it. I get it. Yeah. yeah, we can't put him in there. No, 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 no. No, no I like uh, the Wilson sisters, Annie and Nancy. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yes. I concur, man. I, I love the, the one that turned out to be really big in the end. If she was already big then. Fuck it. She was gorgeous. Yeah, that was Anne. Yeah. yeah. Nancy was the yeah. one that married uh, Cameron Crowe, the movie yeah. guy. Yeah. You know. Um, was Getty Lee in your list as a singer? Of course. Every <laughs> member of Rush is on my list. Every member of Rush is on my I list. I love it, man. I love it. Yeah, he is. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I mean, Joff Tate. Queen's right, op- trained as an opera singer. Well, now, now he's uh, Does they went well. They went to court, so now he's a uh, his own band, uh, Operation Mindcrime. So he could take he could take the name of the album, but he couldn't he couldn't be like Queen's right Junior or something like that. That was their agreement that the other guys would keep the name of the band. Mm-hmm. He would take another name, and he but he could sing their songs. Interesting, huh? Interesting. All right. All right. Similar to the Cro-Mag stuff, right, so, Chris? Well, you have, you have the two Cro-Mags. You have the Cro-Mags, which is Harley Flanagan, who was the bass player. So he sings now, still plays bass. It sounds absolutely horrible now. Like, it's really bad. And then you have uh, Cro-Mags JM, which has uh, John Joseph singing, and then uh, Mackie, the, the drummer. Um, he still plays drums. And then it's... Uh, I forget who's playing guitar. It's not Paris. Paris played on Age of Coral. And then obviously it's not Harley Flanagan, because, you know, he... What was that? 2012, when he tried to he broke in backstage and tried to stab John Joseph and got arrested, and that was a whole thing. Like something choking. like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then John beat his ass, and the police took him away. Whatever. Yeah. 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 But I like one. I like that they're branching out and doing other things. Like Rush now sells. They have their own ale, like two really? different types of ale. Wow. So like, does Iron Maiden, like by the way. Iron Maiden. Oh yep. yeah. You know the Trooper beer. Well, yep. Rush does that, but evidently you can only buy it in Canada right now. And yeah, Amon Marth so. does their own whiskey now, but apparently you can who, only get it. Who does? Amon Marth. Amon Marth is a Viking metal band from I want to say either Finland Sweden. or Norway. No, Sweden. Uh, and they're, they're they're it's all pure. Like yes, it's it, I guess you could say it's a mix of death metal and mostly death metal. In my humble opinion, so there's nothing black metal about it unless no. you're going through the Viking mythos imagery and whatnot. Which brings up another point. Alice Cooper, right, is in Norway. And he gets approached by all the black metal band people. And they bring their moms to this fucking show to get signatures from Alice Cooper. 
And they all sound, Mr. Alice Cooper, would you be so kind to sign my... And they sound like children, right? But they're like in stage, they're like burning fucking crosses and devil and Satan yeah. and blah, 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 blah. But say, and Alice Cooper's like, well, what happened, man? I thought you were like Satan and devil. And I'm like, what's this shit? And bring your mom. What is this? Some childish shit here. What the, you know, it's funny as hell. Some of them, I guess you could say, you know, not even, man. It's all comic book if you ask me, you know. Um... Although Dave Mustaine will say, I'm not touring with X amount of bands or these types of bands because of imagery or whatever. I, that's on you. I respect you. Whatever. That's that's cool. You know? Um, and some of it's garbage, honestly. I can't listen to most of that stuff, man. Like, it's just it's too much for me. Like, yeah, you know, when, I, when I first met my wife and, you know, we were talking music and uh, I remember she played, I hadn't, I'd never heard it before. She played Cattle Decapitation. And I was like, what is this? She's like, these guys are awesome. I was like, no, this is not awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah this is not awesome that's too much it's, that's too much that's too much for me nope yeah some of it just turns into just noise honestly yeah. it's um I don't know you call us old school or call us old or whatever but I mean if you have all the instruments and they're all doing what they need to do in accordance to the song and it's there's some harmony there and it's heavy or whatever I, that's enough for me man you know yeah yeah I, I don't know you like whatever you like I was so my wife and I we both grew up in Southern California, but had different lives, right? I was yeah. in the nerd classes. All the nerds, right? Yeah. And uh, so what was I listening to? I was listening to, it was either, you know, back in the 80s, so I was either listening to heavy metal, or if I wanted to approach any girl in my nerd classes, I had to listen to The Cure, yep. The Smiths, ooh, yep. Erasure. Oh my yep. goodness. The Pitch Mode. Oh, wow, yeah. Okay. Or And uh, who was the last one? Um, KMFDM. No, no. I was going to say, maybe off that, Susie and the Banshees? Maybe Susie and the Banshees? Yeah. So they were there, but that was like just the one odd girl, like the real, real yeah. super nerd girl. Wearing all black, smoking clove cigarettes. Yeah. Yep. Clove um, cigarettes. Oh, wow, dude. <laughs> New Order. New Order. New that order. was the other one. That New was order. The other yeah. New order. Yep. Yep. The remnants of Joy Division. Yeah. So, well, speaking of good bass players, man, Peter Hook from Joy Division and New Order, that, the way how he played, man, like... Going crazy with the Rickenbacker there, man. Uh, yeah. All the way up high. Nothing on the low end. Every... Like, he's right. Everything from the 12th right. right up. Like, yeah. Wow. Wow. Go back and listen to New Order and Joy Division bass lines. They are... He, Peter Hook's phenomenal. I don't, like, he left the band. He left New Order a couple years ago, but... Yeah, uh, his bass lines. Yeah. OMD came and played a few years ago, and we went to go see him. Mm. Yeah. And it was awesome, because it was, you know, all the parents who listened to them when they were in the 80s with their kids, and all the kids were miserable. <laughs> I hate my life. Yeah. And all the parents were standing up dancing. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, well, I mean, one of the reasons I enjoy or pick up the bass, I'm not ashamed to say it, Simon Gallup from The Cure, um, Depressing Cure, Disintegration and Back, the happy shit, whatever, not me, um, Disintegration and Back, and you listen to Fascination Street. Yeah. It's a very do, simple bass But it's like, I mean, hell yeah, you know, I really learned to appreciate Bauhaus, um, Peter Murphy. You know, all, and, and of course, there's typo negative, right? There's a camp that really hates typo negative, especially if, like, they were the, I guess, uber, like, purest 
goth people. I learned that the hard way, Chris. In 1998, I was in Miami-Dade College, and there was a chick in front of me sitting, right? Looking like she had just stepped out of Hot Topic. No Hot Topic in 98. Yeah. But she, you know, I said, you must be into goth, I said. And she turned around, and she chewed my ass. I don't remember what she said. She's like, why? Because I look like this? And it's like, do you enjoy typo negative? And she got even more pissed off at me. Right? Because most of that band was a parody, as you know. I enjoyed it. But they came out of Carnivore, which was like one of the most politically incorrect bands out there, which I love, right? I mean, there's a song called Jesus Hitler, and it starts off with like monks in the background, Gregorian monks chanting, and Adolf talking and shit. Right, just to piss people off. But then they had a song called Race War, which at the end he said, nobody wins. You know, the message was like, nobody wins, right? And so there's some positive out of this meat flow of shit, you know. I mean, whatever. You know? <laughs> well, if you listen to Typo Negative's first album, Slow, Deep, and Hard, it is more of a hardcore album than it is a goth album. Somewhere in between Slow, Deep, and Hard and Bloody Kisses, they went the slow route. But Slow, Deep, You're and Hard is, right. is, man, that I don't know what that name of that girl is and what she did to... Pete Steele, but when he wrote Slow, Deep, and Hard, man, that dude, that must have been a gnarly friggin' breakup, man. <laughs> yeah, he was very upset, man. Yeah, yeah, he very was. Upset. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah wow. but that album, I mean, it's uh, the songs are still like seven minutes long, but they're just, I mean, they're fast. Like, they're they're fast. Like, there's goth stuff in there. It's got the keyboards. There's, you know, tempo changes and everything. But yes. if, if, if I played you, you know, like, I know Tony's going to have to bleep this, but I know you're fucking someone else from Slow, Deep, and Hard. Versus something off Bloody Kisses, you wouldn't guess that's the same band. That's all I'm saying. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Kill all the white people, and yeah. then you play freaking, you know, I don't know, uh, SMD. You know, yeah. they're like, yeah, everyone I, everyone I love is dead. Like you wouldn't think it's the same band. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Yeah, I get it. But what an interesting group of guys. You yeah, know, and Josh opened Silver for, and open for Pantera on one of Pantera's tours, like. Talk about two different crowds, man. You got like the typo negative people showing up that just want to stand there and be mopey to eight minute long songs about bad breakups to everyone who's there, you know, because they played football in high school to listen to Pantera. Like, that's right. It's a weird. Yeah. Budweiser versus red wine. Basically. You know? Yeah. Clove cigarettes versus Copenhagen. Let's oh, go. yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit, man. <laughs> I didn't get to see Pantera nor typo negative, but hey, man, it is what I it saw is. typo once. They were good. Right on. Good, yeah. Right on. Yep. Good shit, man. Yeah, that was way... Dude, that was a long... 30 years? Jesus, that would have been 30 years ago. Yeah, just about, yeah. Wow. I got to see Motorhead in 2004 in Germany, and somebody threw, threw a bag of piss to Lemmy, and it missed. And he said some colorful things. I'm he sure said, you, you missed. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> Right, I don't want to say what no, he no, said, yeah, for obvious know. reasons. But uh, my favorite encounter in death metal was I saw Demu Borger. I enjoyed Demu Borger, but Cannibal Corpse opened up for him. I met George Corpse Grinder, you know Fisher. Is his neck as big as it looks like in real He's life? He's got no neck, Chris. He would pass every <laughs> tape test in the army because he had a forty-inch <laughs> neck, but a big-ass yeah. waist. You know, God bless him. I, nice guy, man. The worst thing I did was since I was so hyped up, I was like, "Morbid Angel!" I yelled, "Morbid Angel, bro!" And the the, the music stopped, and I thought I was gonna die. Yeah. And then no, they kept on going, right? They kept on playing. It's like he just laughed, whatever, you know. Like it kind of a Florida joke thing because they played in Florida, and Florida produced bands like Obituary, who I love to this day. 
Yeah. Very, very interesting death metal band that decided to slow things down when everybody else is going a million miles an hour. You know, and then Morbid Angel, Deicide, and Death, death. Chuck Schulder. Yep. I mean, wow. You know what I mean? That's I'm proud to say that I'm Floridian because of that. That's I was saying, so not not a Dragon Force fan by any stretch, but have you heard their cover of Evil Dead from Death? I need to hear it. It's actually it's really 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 good. They do a wow. really good job with it. Like yeah. Evil Evil Dead, you said Evil. Yeah, Evil Dead right from on. Death. Yeah, they. Uh, you can't download it. It's album only, but it's on YouTube. Just put it in YouTube. It'll I'll find out. it. I'm going to play it on my way home. Yeah, you wouldn't. I. I wouldn't think they pulled it off as well as they pulled it off. I wouldn't guess any of those guys for being death fans, but they, oh, they wow. actually they nail it, man. They do a really good job with it. So I dig it, man. There's your obscure cover song for the day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so uh, do either of you own, own a turn turn a turntable? Yes, I do. That's Have you awesome. bought any like uh, the current or like newly printed um, records? Yeah. Yeah, but they're all like reissues of older albums. I don't think I bought they, like a, a new, like a new new interesting. Yeah, they don't keep going. Yeah. So I, I have a turntable in my office, and I listen to it when I go in there and do uh-huh. some work. Um, but the quality isn't what I wanted. I want like the original grainy sound. Oh um, yeah. It's yeah, like it's, it's, it's all too up. crisp. Yeah. Huh. It's like, well, I would just download the music on my phone. If I want it this quality, I want to hear that. Oh, yeah. Interesting. No, I'm, it's like, would you consider that analog? I would consider it a first world retiree problems. Yeah, yeah, that, like because I mean that was the state of the wax they were using back then when they burned everything, grew wow. their wind. So, yeah. wow. Hey, you have a horrible life. Your biggest complaint is. <laughs> you know, the record that you bought, the, the sound quality is too good. It's too good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. No, um, I, I get records from time to time. My daughter loves going. There's a couple of good record stores down in Burlington. They're like right around the corner from one another. Go down there, see what they got, pick up some good stuff. The only thing like, their punk section's kind of small on in both of them, so it's kind of, you got to be. I you got spoiled, man. Like, so the Princeton Record Exchange down in Princeton uh, m- massive. It's basically like it's not a shopping mall, but it's huge. And just every record you can think of, they have three of them. And wow! Their punk section was just—I mean, every every—they uh, had everything. Um, so oh. I got spoiled growing up and being able to go down the Princeton Record Exchange. And uh, I can order it for you and stuff, and like you can get some B sides for like different, like bootleg. Yeah, bootleg. they had everything, man. But yeah, that's the best, like, man. That's the best right there. Yeah, one yeah. of the one of the record stores here is like they have the punk and the metal section combined, so it's kind of like that's how small it is. So, this is what it is. I think it's called Uncle Sam's. If you guys ever find yourselves in Miami Beach, Florida, go to a place called Uncle Sam's or Yesterday and Today's. I don't know if it's still there, but I think Uncle Sam's is still there. The same thing. Really good sections of like punk and you know dark wave and death metal and a bunch of other stuff. But like bands that I'm like I haven't heard. They have vinyl of seven seconds or twenty four spies, or like you know twenty four. Se- I haven't heard them. In- that's my yeah. That's the thing. It's a thing that just comes at you. You know, I'm like, what, what? When, where did you get this? How did you get Who's this? That, uh, trying to think of a guitar player name, Jimmy Hazel. Jimmy Hazel, twenty four seven spies. There you go. Yeah, my random music thing for the day. Huh. <laughs> right on. 
All right, right guys. Well, we're at 56 minutes, and I know uh, I'm afraid of you have kids, and Chris, you have a barbecue. Yeah. So should we do at least, like, who our individual top 10 bass players are or whatever, like at least read off one list? I'm, I'm going back to it on my text messages. So that okay. way I can... I could, you read your list, brother, and I'll read mine. I think I can access it. I think I All have right. it here, yeah. Do, 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 do. Just so... Uh, that's the wrong one. Chris and Tony. Well, I'll tell you right now. So for me, and in no particular order, um, you're going to have Michael Anthony, okay. Betty Lee. Yeah. Um, what's his name again? Uh, from Iron Maiden. Is it Steve, Steve Smith? Harris. Steve, Steve Harris. Harris. Steve Harris. Harris. Yeah. Uh, Cliff Burton. Hell yeah. Um, if only because like I've never seen anybody headbang like that before in my life. <laughs> not since then and not after. Yeah. I mean, right? No, like, I love it because it looks like his head's gonna fall off. You're talking about kill them all and cliff them and, all, right? And as he's playing, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's wearing that denim jacket and shit, yeah. and it's like, yeah. Yeah. you know, anesthesia. I, I, yep. I have trouble standing up and playing the guitar, <laughs> right? <laughs> this guy's like head banging, yeah. like his head's going like a thousand yeah. revolutions <laughs> a minute. Same with Newstead. Newstead did that twirly thing, then yeah. All right, so I got my list here. So the only one for me, all the your listeners at home, the only one that I ranked as number one was Cliff Burton because I number don't one think, who who's number one? Cliff, Cliff Burton. Burton. Gotcha, brother. I just I don't I don't think you can argue that. There's other no, like, uh, no. Entwistle, John Entwistle from the Who, phenomenal. I didn't put him in the list, but a great bass player. Again, John Paul Jones. Going back to Led Zeppelin, not a Led Zeppelin fan, can respect yeah. you know the skill. Uh, but yeah, so I have Burton, uh, Trujillo, Metallica, Suicidal Tendencies. I think like. Really, you know, the two bass players that kind of set the, the the model that you could have, you know, with punk rock and have a phenomenal bass player. Trujillo, obviously, with Suicidal Tendencies. And then uh, John Doe from X. Some of his bass lines are just phenomenal. Matt Freeman, Rancid. That, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So I, I put Frank Bellow from Anthrax on mine because he plays with his fingers. And to play at that speed and to, to be rolling with his fingers. And, see, like, he covered down on Helmet for a while. And Helmet, with that... That sound they have with the drop D and just the riff heaviness, it, it's hard to hear it with the bass not being played with a pick, but he did with his fingers, and it still it worked. Uh, Les Claypool, obviously. Jason Newstead, obviously. Flea, for sure. I put yeah. in Jeff Amit from Pearl Jam, because that dude, if you listen, same thing kind of like Michael Anthony, like it fits. But there's a, he has a couple songs where he does just some runs that are awesome. And then my last one, I don't even think I did all ten, is uh, Ellison, because... Ellison from Megadeth. Yeah. 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 Very good choice. Yeah, man. They're all yeah. awesome choices, man. Um, yeah. I mean, I started out with Eddie Jackson from Queensryche because of Jet City Woman. If you hear, like, the, the deep end on Jet, Jet City Woman yep. at the beginning, it's like, okay, right on. Sounds common, but I can dig it. Uh, I got David Ellison, Nine, John Myung from Dream Theater, you know, um, very technical guy, man, and, mm-hmm. and one of the brains of Dream Theater, right? Uh, Flea. Flea, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, phenomenal guy. Like going, and then Chris Squire from Yes. I got into Yes. I want to say it was 1989, man, and it wasn't because of like Owner of a Lonely Heart and shit. But it was, and I don't mind that album. It's a good, it's a good album. But there's an album called Fragile that Heart of the Sunrise when he's just with a Rickenbacker playing it like it's a guitar. You know, it, I thought it was phenomenal. Um, Newstead, Getty Lee's in there. Claypool. Trujillo's number two and Burton is number one, man. Um, 
because my exposure to bass was the same with what, what A-Rod's saying, you're saying, right? Like, I mean, he's, 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 what is that shit? You, everybody thought in Orion in the beginning, at least I thought in 1989, that was a guitar. No, but yeah. it's not. It's him noodling, you know, mm -hmm. such great melody. And, and it's like, it just presents itself in a way that is, it's not of this world, man. I mean, it was really cool, you know, and to try to yeah. get, well, there's another bass player that, yeah, you know, he wasn't on my list that I should have put it. D.D. Verney from Overkill has really good chops and really good deep end, you know, with his pick abilities and whatnot. But, and then there's somebody that I did not even put on the list because I don't think it's fair. Victor Wooten. Um, I always thought he was a dude that played Victor Wooten. He's more of a jazz guy. Um, okay. I, I discovered him through my Wing Chun instructor in Fayetteville who taught him how to like Wing Chun and like fucking, uh, you know, <laughs> my bad. Uh, he played bass, they exchanged techniques or whatever, and he showed up. Um, his brother showed up, who was a great guitar player, but like his brother is like Victor Wooden is like this. I didn't know who he was, but it's like, okay. But they're so damn good that it's like, I mean, I don't know. I, it, like Les Claypool trying to play for Metallica. It didn't work out, you know? No. Alfredo, I'm laughing because you probably dropped about 50 F-bombs. Yeah, um, you're going to be working for a while. I kept it to two this time, Tony. Yeah, I gave so, you a fair uh, warning on one that you're going to No, no, no. I, I know you're not aware of it. I was just like... <laughs> 50? Lord. I'm just going to put a disclaimer. It's <laughs> going for 35. Yeah. 35. 35. <laughs> That's why it's like... Well, he picked it up. He picked up on it after the 49th one. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Mother Flower or Mother Trucker. Hey, I did see you next Tuesday, okay? So You did. That was fair. That was fair. Oh. <laughs> well, that, that, that's fine, bro. It's not a big deal. I get you. I get you. Because who's listening to this podcast? She, typically a bunch of retirees. Yep. And Maybe probably some all guys are getting know. ready to get out. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's right. And that's it. This yeah. podcast is not for the common person. They're going to listen to this. It's like, what's wrong with you guys? <laughs> and, and, and that's perfectly fine. Um, Unless it's yeah, an well, author so, who's trying to write a screenplay for, you know, people who are trying to be civil with their affairs. Well, I don't think you can because uh, <laughs> you have to be a, a Navy SEAL. Yes. No, that's right. no, that's no, right. no, no. Do you remember, do you remember, um, um, oh, gosh, Goody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, Colombian uh, guy? On, on, on Rob's oh. team? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, no. so there was a, this website, I forgot what it was called, um, but they were, um, the whole branch could write on there, and they were talking about, like, uh, whether they were going to incorporate the beret, right? The um, Oh, the gray beret? Gray beret or purple oh, beret. God. And then somebody suggested on there, well, people don't know about civil affairs, and the reason for that is because um, we you don't get the um, notoriety that, like, seals do because their books are being written about them and movies are being done, right? And so they suggested, like, we should approach somebody to do a movie about civil affairs which is whatever man okay. like you you live your life this is when I, I was in the military all the rest of that I was totally with yep that's a good thing that's a good thing that's why we could do what we did because no one there was no books there was no movies about us people like Goody's response was the best response I ever saw in my life he's it was something to the effect of uh, that you know he could only get uh Behind it, if they picked, uh, what was his name? What's that guy's name? Uh, the guy from um, the new Star Wars movies? Um, Ewan McGregor. No, no, no. Driver. 
Oh, Adam Driver. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Adam Driver. If they could pick him as uh, the lone civil affairs sergeant, and then he <laughs> helps the damsel in distress, somebody like Maggie Gyllenhaal, and he went on, he wrote like a page about this. That's phenomenal. <laughs> You're such wow. a jackass. I love it. <laughs> Dude, my, my last it. deployment in Baghdad, it was all meetings. That's all I did. I spent the entire time between meetings at Union 3 to meetings at the embassy to meetings at the UN compound and meetings at the British embassy. Meetings. That's all I did. There was nothing. You wouldn't want to see a movie about that. I yeah. did six months of meetings. That was it. There was nothing, yeah. nothing exciting about I, it. It's, even, even if you had some things that you got into in Afghanistan, like, it would still be boring because you're right. It's just the only thing is that the scenario changes and maybe the, the, the weather. It's best that, like, if you were able to capture anything, it'd be the conversations that you had or the, or the insecurities or the, or, or, or the identity crisis that we were surrounded or, by. Here's the thing. I don't care one way or the other because I yeah. wouldn't watch that movie anyway. I would the military? Yeah. Yeah. What, what's the drama going to be like? What is Chris going to say to the ambassador on Sunday when he briefs him? Oh, I don't know, guys. What am I supposed to tell him? It's now, if they be have bad news about this. If they have Chuck show. Norris in it, then all right, I'm going to watch yeah. it. But if Chuck yeah. Norris is in it, then forget it. I know. Yeah. I mean, I'm just like, spending my money on going and watching uh, the Expendables. What, what, what are we on now? I don't know. Ten yeah. or twenty. I remember we watched that one at the house in Tingle Maria. I remember. Yeah. That. I think that was the only one I ever watched. Was that yeah. one? Watch that Fast and the Furious twenty five. Yeah. You know. You know what's bad? Like when this last Fast and the Furious came out, because my son wanted to see the last Howard many. So we go, when do they come out? Every year, year and a half or whatever? Mm-hmm. So yeah. we go and we go and we go. And for me, I'm just like, dude, it's the same stupid thing. Anything's possible with family and I'm a flex and a wife beater. So when this last one came out, I was like, hey, and he's 17. I was like, you want to go see it? He's like, absolutely not. I was like, finally. <laughs> finally. Good. We're not going. Right on. Some wasted years. <laughs> cool. No, this last one was the best because it was so absurd. The one before was absurd when they went in space and it about oh, okay, to like true. the. So this one, they jump off the dam, off the Hoover Dam, and somehow um, they defy physics because you know how the Hoover Dam's uh, curved. Yeah. Well, instead of like jumping off and like just keep going, they jump, but they come back towards the dam and to then land the car down perfectly the on the wall, and they drive down the wall. That's why I didn't want to go see it. Yeah. I'd rather watch Anthony Hopkins' uh, The Remains of the Day as opposed to any of these films we speak of. No, I, I like going and watching just plain stupidity. Just zoning out. Yeah, that's good too. Because um, not too. everything... I have to teach geopolitics to people who have GEDs and think they're masters at international relations and geopolitics. And so sometimes I just need to blow off steam and just watch stupidity. Yeah. Well, you, do, you are teaching the nerds. No, they're not even nerds. They think they're nerds, but they don't qualify as nerds. <laughs> okay. This is what how I explained it. They would be the smartest people on the short bus. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to steal that line, and I'm going to start using it. Yeah, because like I'm so smart. Mm, you're really not. You're really not. You're, it's. That's yeah. That's that's that's. But that was our exposure every single time we were in the different and, battalions and, and, and where that, we served. That's okay. That's you know, all right. You had all these prima donnas that were just butthurt that they didn't make it in group, and that's what it is. And I said, listen, you are. It was better to be an enabler than as opposed to be something that you're not. You can make yourself believe it. You can convince the world of something that you are, but you can't convince. You can't. You can't um, negate what you really are. To yourself, yeah. you can 
fool yeah. the planet. Better to be somebody that was like, look, man, I did my job to 110% capacity and we got the job done. Later, man, after that, it's like everything else was a bonus. But how was I supposed to communicate with people's English that was worse than their Spanish or their Spanish was worse than their English? That's all I would hear. I'm not worried about any of that. It's beautiful, bro. I'm not worried about anything. Yeah, but if, you know, I see these guys, man. It's beautiful. Tony, um, maybe it was like six months ago, maybe seven, I was in New Hampshire for work, and um, I won't say his name just for the sake of it, but the lovely armor that we had forever with the last name that started with S that could never show up on time. Oh, yeah, yeah, so he was their active duty, like their AGR uh, supply uh-huh. guy who talked this huge, massive story about everything he did when he was in and made it sound like we were like Delta and all sorts of other stuff. And uh, so I was talking with the first sergeant, and... Uh, I was like, yeah, you know, at this point, you know, I mean, I got the beard, whatever. I don't look like how I looked back then. I didn't expect him to recognize me. Right. I was like, yeah, I know, I know your supply guy. He was our, our armor, you know, back down in, in North Carolina. So he starts, he's like, oh, so you, you guys were doing it. I was like, what the hell did this guy tell you? Like, no. One, he couldn't show up on time. Like, and just started rattling off. Anyways, I started getting a little frustrated. Long story short, I got in trouble from my boss because he was, he overheard something. So he's like, you got way too personal with that, man. I was like, the dude was lying through his teeth. Like, he made it sound like he was doing custom mod builds in the arms room for all that. I was like, no. Uh-uh. We had, the only thing fancy we had were, like, separate short barrels as upper receivers that we pop off and put the other on. That was it. But, yeah, he apparently had just made up, you'd have thought he was, yeah. Like, dude, that wasn't, we weren't that. Like, you don't need to no, drag out. There was a, no, a former Sockham, right, who... I think he relieved us in, in Peru. He was there for like 10 days and then blew out his ACL playing soccer, right? Oh, yes. I mean, yeah. Yep. That was his one and only deployment. I yep. went through the Sockham course with him. When he got out, he's med boarded, right? Yes. Ended up getting divorced. His wife ended up calling back asking if these stories that he told her were true. It's like, I don't know what to say. I'm sorry. I don't like, sure. I don't even know you. Sure, sure. Wait telling these crazy stories of being Jack Ryan in the jungle, right? Like, what? Like, do you have the right number? Like, are you sure you got the right Rodriguez? Because there's like 50 of us here. Like, (laughs) Like, no, 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 it's you. It's like, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Um, Whatever, bro. Like, whatever. Like, you say, I don't, you can tell people you Saved, I don't care, Narnia for all I care. <laughs> just, just, just let me in on it. Just let me in on it and I'll back you up. Yeah, that dude, yeah. He, he, he killed the White Witch. I saw him. Like, he, yeah, he, he did only, it all. Like, the only anything that I ever, like, that I was like, dude, that was crazy. So when we deployed Tony, it was when we went to uh, Cota del Pazuzo, the half German town, and like all the, the blonde, like, there were other white people in Peru that weren't me. And it was like a town that was full, of, like, it was half German. Like, that was weird. That was the only, like, yeah, man, you wouldn't believe this town. Like, literally, like, you know, dudes named, like, Pablo Heinrich. Like, it was just really friggin' bizarre. Right on. Like, really? Like, yeah. It's such a, we drove up, like, this dried-up riverbed. That's the only one where I was like, this, 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 this is kind of crazy. But not because of what we did. It was because the town was full of a bunch of, like, Nazi grandkids that bred with other Peruvians and made, like, this weird sure. friggin' town. That's the only thing. I still use you as a, as an example for my students. It's like, hey, man. The best thing you could have 
is a at least six foot six foot tall, blue eyed Caucasian. Yeah. Male or female, doesn't matter. It's like why? It's like, well, because the, the Peruvians came up and reported to him. Yeah. Yeah. They totally ignored by the officer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we were it was actually in that town that I was just talking about. So we set on up and the military was there and they, they were set on the perimeter, blah blah blah. And they came on up and they gave me a full breakdown of security, who's here, personnel, weapons, the whole thing. Wow. And our team leader is standing three feet away from me. And they go through the whole thing. And I was like, thanks, but I'm not the boss. He is. And they were like shocked that the white guy wasn't in charge. I'm like, yeah. not me, bro. Like, Typical. He's, yeah, I love he's it, the man. boss. He's the boss. Yeah. Wow. The only one I, I tell Tony is when we were, I don't remember what restaurant it was, whatever town it was. That girl when we were checking on out that was freaking out because she'd never seen a white person before was like, you have blue eyes. You have blue eyes. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And my hair's blonde. And I took my hat off and like her whole head just. That's too ne- Never seen a blonde-haired, wow. blue-eyed white guy before. Rocked her doing tingle. Uh, that yeah. one time I went out with Miriam, we went to the hardware store and we were just talking in English because I was tired of speaking Spanish. And the girl at the counter was like, what language is that that you guys are speaking? Blew my mind. It's like, you guys don't have television here? Like you don't get any English channels? Nope. Huh. Oh, my Lord. Like, yeah, that's English. It's like I've never heard that before. It's like, well, now you have. Yeah, first time for everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Alfredo, do you have any shout outs? Anybody you want to shout out? Well, really, um, or anything you want to promote? Any uh, businesses or any like? Do you know any coyotes uh, smuggling some Mexicans across the border? Not yet. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe soon. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to give a shout out to Veterans Guardian. Right, they're 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 a company that helps veterans with the VA claim. They've done a really good service for me and a lot of other people, and I highly recommend that anybody that's going through some issues with the VA, especially if they're stuck at a certain percentage and they think they need another round at it, give them a give them a buzz. Veterans Guardian, man, they're out of Pinehurst, North Carolina. You can find them on the web. Um, yeah, and probably. Children St. Jude Hospital, man, you know, just think, think of them kids, you know, and, and now that, I mean, now that I'm a dad, it really hits me home and stuff, and just think of that, and uh, it's pretty much it, man, it's, it, you, shout out to you guys and your time here today, giving me the, the, the hey, it's been an honor to, like, be considered to, like, be part of this awesome podcast, and, you know, get together and, and camaraderie and all that stuff, and really discuss, you know, life after that life that we, we we went through, you know? So, I mean, that's all I got, man. Yeah. Yeah, I I was going to just mention some albums I was listening to, but Alfredo totally trumped me with the St. Jude thing. <laughs> you do whatever you want, Chris. There's... Yeah, man. So, I, I don't know what I just recently downloaded. I, why from Discharge? Because I realized I didn't have it. Great album. If you don't listen to Discharge, you should. The new Brian Setzer album, Mr. Bungle. What I got? I'm on, like, I don't know. I don't... What do I do? I'm cooking breakfast tomorrow at the VFW. If you're listening and you're right a, a combat vet, even if you don't go to the meetings, at least join because numbers are what gets people in front of Congress to fight for things. So pay the 20 bucks to become a member for a year. It's a good thing just because awesome, man. we can say we're representing 1.2 million vets instead of 1.19. You know what I mean? Like the numbers right on, matter. Man. So, uh, yeah, that's, I don't know. I do a lot of stuff with the VFW. It's really cool. It's good. Um, you know, giving money to, you know, Paws and Boots, which helps with service dogs for veterans and whatever other organization, transition homes up here for homeless vets. Like, you know, it's, I, for me, I found it easier to, to do something like the VFW because we can do things and then we just funnel the money. It's easier to work for one cause and do the umbrella down than try to work for 12 different ones. A lot less energy. 
You know what I mean? It takes a lot less time. So for me, that's my one, you know, I, I give a lot of time over to that to help out the community and, and you know, help out other veterans that are in, in need. Um, Vermont, actually, believe it or not, has a huge veteran population here. Like, it's massive, the amount of, mostly National Guard. But it's, uh, compared to how small the state is population-wise, the veteran population here is astronomical. Like, it's really, it's it's huge. So, um, around here, it's a, it's a it's a big thing across the whole state. So, uh, there you go. Yeah, no, so, yeah, I joined the, the VFW last year, just went, paid the one-time fee, um, as opposed to paying every year. I didn't like the hassle, so I just paid once, and now they leave. Yeah, I did, I did the lifetime member thing, too. Like, here's whatever it is, 200 bucks. So since then, I moved, so I'm going to join the American Legion up here because uh, a buddy, Brandon, big trucker B, he got out, retired, now he's driving trucks. I asked him why, because all I do is drive trucks and listen to music, and that's it. Right and he's on. happy. He's loving it. Loving yeah, it. as long as he's happy, man. You ain't hurting nobody. And so I'll okay. probably join the same... Uh, station building whatever whatever you want to call it that he's in um one thing i don't have really have a shout out but what i do want to do is anybody who's getting out if you're not on linkedin i suggest you get on linkedin um you'll find a lot of assistance on there you'll find a lot of these programs that we talk about where you can get training for free because you're a veteran um they advertise on linkedin um, you might not want to be part of soft the soft network or the global soft network or all these crazy soft networks and whatever else. Yeah. Um, but when you sign up or you just follow them, you get notifications. Like I didn't know Microsoft was doing this training program for free for veterans for four months. And once you're done, you get your um, certification from them and they'll help you find a job. And I know one individual who's already working for um, Southwest Airlines because he got his whatever certification he did through Microsoft. and. Along with that, he went and he got his uh, Agile certification as well. So he's working at home and he's enjoying life. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah. So get on there. You don't have to engage with people daily. It's, I like it because people keep it professional. Um, every once in a while, you have some Yahoo who gets on there and wants to say that the country is coming in to an end, end and then they're quickly taken off um, because that's not what... Yeah, it's not that media for. sites for it's meant yeah. to help people find jobs absolutely so yeah. other than that my tides playing today um, they lost last week <laughs> um, I was a little depressed all week because um, it wasn't even close they looked pretty bad oh. um, but they're playing right now they're in a weather delay so we're gonna cut this a little short <laughs> it's um, all right the uh, the rugby World Cup is happening right now and uh, Ireland is about to start playing in 15 minutes. So that's all good. Well, yeah, I'm going to go and right. watch QVC because there's a sale going on, and I want some <laughs> threads. There you go. In, in, a, in an elect, in a, in a, in a solar power generator, sir. Yeah. <laughs> so you can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. You name it. If there's a place with a podcast, I'm on there. So thanks again. Hope you guys, everyone, has a good week. And remember, zot zot zot. Roll Tide. <laughs> Woo.